Hey, it's me, Andrew. Uh, Scott is not with me this week. I am by myself. Uh, that said, hopefully we can figure out something with him, and uh, he'll be back next week. Uh, I got a few things to talk about this week. This is Bad Pipes, by the way. <laughs> I'm your host, Andrew Weaver. Um, so I really just wanted to stick to kind of Star Wars news and then bring up how Disney has been, well, is delaying their uh, film release schedule. Um, announced recently was a game, Star Wars Outlaws. It is an open world slash sandbox game. And it's going to be taking place between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. The developer on this is Massive Entertainment, who's with Ubisoft. So I'm kind of expecting an Ubisoft open world game. Um, Massive, in particular, made Far Cry 3. I think both of the Division games and... The upcoming Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. So, um, yeah, that's something. Also, literally just watched the trailer, the gameplay trailer for this game. And I'm going to be honest, I just don't think it's made for me. Um, just in that. It takes a lot for me to want to play an open world game to begin with. And this one, the setting, ah, it just doesn't have it for me. Whenever I think of like Star Wars open world game, I think of like the Old Republic or something like that. But that's just an MMO, you know. It's, I don't know, it's that agency where you can go off and do what you want to do. And you're trying to couple that with how do you tell a good story at the same time. And the setting that this is in, I just, I have no interest in it. Um, the gameplay trailer I did see showed off the Pike Syndicate, which I think is just things we've seen before. And in general, it just feels like this game is just more of the same. Um, it almost feels like this is... Uh, the offhand to the Jedi Survivor uh, series of games. So Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor. Whereas those are about a Force user and him going on a sort of spiritual journey, I guess. This feels like it's, okay, now let's make a scoundrel game and we're going to see them be the, you know, Han Solo type go off, do crime. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just, it doesn't have much interest for me. Maybe that's me just, again, it's just not being a game for me. I'm not like a big Red Dead or, uh, what's the other one? Um, Grand Theft Auto kind of guy. I'm, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. So, uh, that's kind of that. Uh, some Andor news. The budget for Andor was released. The budget for season one was $250 million. Uh, 
it also came out that it had no focus groups or test audiences, which I think worked out in its favor. Uh, season two will continue with the three episode story arcs. Each will have a year or two time gap between them uh, in the show, not in real life. <laughs> so that's kind of interesting. I'm excited for that because, well, it it was good, you know? I saw some people kind of complaining about the budget, saying like $250 million for a TV show sounds like a lot. But whenever you see them, I don't know, it feels like a, a good use of the money in this department. I know that it hasn't been like big for them by any means, but I also feel like they haven't promoted it whatsoever. I remember the first episode came out and I, I didn't even know about it. I Someone else told me and was like, you going to watch it? And I was like, I guess I wasn't excited for it by any means. Um, especially on the, the heels of Kenobi, which was <laughs> abysmal, absolute, you know, character assassination. Um, so yeah, on the one hand, $250 million, is that a lot of money? Yeah, that's more money than I'll see in my entire lifetime. On the other hand, they made a good show with it, which is more than you can say for the $200 million that went into... Pixar's Elemental, and they're definitely not going to pull out. Uh, it has more than the the fucking I don't know, man. Like, uh, yeah, it's a lot of money, but I it's a good show. It's a good show, and I'm looking forward to the second season. And knowing that they're sticking to the same format with the three episode arcs, I think that's good. Um, honestly, I'd be happy if they made the episodes a little longer because I think the episodes were what about thirty eight minutes 35 38 minutes i don't know why they do that they were doing that with the mandalorian too and the mandalorian episodes felt really short man especially whenever you consider that they have you know eight nine ten minutes of credits at the end of the episode so you're actually getting like 38 minutes 35 minutes episodes you know for mandalorian you're getting like 25 minute episodes <laughs> something like the mighty boosh from 2008 that's like 25 minute 30 minute episodes i i don't know man 250 million dollars that's a lot of money uh what else we got Ooh, disney delaying film releases and shifting others so that's kind of interesting been implied or maybe explicitly stated at this point that they're going to be moving back a lot of the releases especially for their marvel movies a lot of their franchises um the live action moana is now coming out in june 2025 deadpool 3 moved from november to may of 24 uh there's an untitled star wars movie in december of 2026 another in May of 2026, and then another Star Wars movie in December 2027. I think they're fucking up there. Uh, harsh language, but true. Um, two Star Wars movies in one year. Eh, like, that, 
I mean, they released Solo, I believe, in May, after the December release of the other one. So, I don't know, man. I think that they're just they're doing that thing that Kathleen Kennedy was saying that they weren't going to do. And they're putting two Star Wars movies out in one year. And I just... Gives me a bad feeling about the quality of those movies. Uh, maybe that's just me being a doomer. Maybe... I don't know. If they don't start putting something else out good in the next year or two here. And it's only Andor propping up the whole... <laughs> the whole franchise as far as quality goes. I think that they're going to be in trouble. And uh, two Star Wars movies in one year. I just think that's a big mistake. That's a really big mistake. Um, I mean, look at the Marvel movies this year. They've been not great. Not great. Uh, but yeah, the Avatar movies. Uh, we're not going to see Avatar 3 until December 2025. That's more than two years away. Especially on, you know, this one just came out. So, like, how much more can needs done on, on 2025? Uh, the next one after that is coming out four years after that. December 2029. And the fifth one, Avatar 5. Insane that there's five of them to begin with. December 2031. So, what's that? Three years after... The other one, 9, 10, 11, no, two, <laughs> two years. So uh, we had the one come out this past year, or was it spring? I don't know, dude. I'm not even awake right now. <laughs> I'm flying by the seat of my pants. Um, but yeah, I did write down uh, Avatar 5, eight years from now, 22 years from the original. I had kind of been wanting to talk to bring this up while Scott was on the podcast, but I don't even know if he's alive. You know, you don't text me back. Um, 22 years from now. So Scott and I saw the first one together in theaters when it came out. Uh, thinking that this one is, you know, eight years away, the finale of it all. God, 22 years. He and I will have known each other for more than 22 years, and we'll have been watching Avatar movies for more than 22 years. Good God, man. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, another couple movies that got moved around. Uh, Captain America, Brave New World, moved from May 2024 to July 2024. Um, Brave New World, Aldous Huxley. I don't know if you read that. Highly recommend the book. Uh, if you can find interviews of Aldous Huxley, too, they're definitely worth a listen to or a watch. Uh, I know that just talking about a lot of this stuff now, I get recommended that kind of crap on YouTube all the time. Um, brilliant, man. Absolutely brilliant, man. Um, I don't know what that's going to have to do with Captain America, though. Um, and to name it that, I, I'm sure that's coming from some comic book run or something, but, hey, the Thunderbolts have been delayed to December 2024. I'm going to be honest, 
don't know what that is. <laughs> Got no interest in it. Um, Blade, delayed to February 2025. That's interesting because I almost feel like this movie's not even going to get made. I have only heard about production issues with it. Uh, switching from this writer to that writer and then having another writer come in to rewrite things and rewrite, rewrite, rewrite. Uh, you don't have a script. How are you going to make a movie? And now there's a <laughs> there's a, a writer strike, so you definitely don't have a script. How are you, <laughs> you going to make a movie? Um, Avengers, King Dynasty, pushback a full year from May 25 to May 26. Uh, that's kind of interesting, especially whenever, uh, the Jonathan Majors controversies haven't really been cleared up yet, so I think it's bold of Disney to, um, keep that on the menu, especially considering that I feel like historically Disney is the kind of company that has been like, if you have conduct issues we drop you um they put a lot on his shoulders so that's uh, interesting i wonder what they're going to do with it uh avengers secret wars moved from may 26 to may 27 so that's two avengers movies two years in a row don't know how that's gonna go especially considering that i uh, I don't know who's in the Avengers at this point. Um, let's go through them. Avengers. Uh, Spider-Man? Spider-Man and Avengers still? Spider-Man. Captain Marvel. Uh, Captain Falcon America. Uh, <laughs> what is his actual name? Captain Falcon. Falcon? Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yeah, it's just Falcon. Uh, Blade? <laughs> Will Blade be an Avenger by then? Um, are the Thunderbolts Avengers? I'm just looking at the list here. It'd be stick Deadpool in the Avengers. That would pull some fucking. That'd pull some seats for sure. Um, yeah. Not really related, but I guess since Disney owns Fox and Fox owns Alien, um, there is a new Alien movie that's being produced by Ridley Scott, directed by, I think it's Feed Alvarez. I probably said that wrong. That's supposed to come out in August of 2024. I'm hoping that we finally get another good Alien movie. Especially because after watching Alien, Aliens actually recently... I just like that franchise, man. I hope that they can pull something good out of it. I've been unimpressed with the last few movies. I thought that... I thought Prometheus could have been a good jumping-off point. The plot, the characters, the writing is a little wonky in that movie, but it was a very pretty movie. It came out in 3D. That was one of the first 3D movies that I saw and was like, oh... There is a future for this technology. Uh, image quality, like clarity of image is insane. You need some insane fidelity of image with 3D. So 
uh, if they could just figure out how to stop giving people headaches or something, you know. Uh, but yeah, actually, the Kang Dynasty stuff, that brings up uh, sexual misconduct allegations in Marvel. So, I believe his name is Tenok Huerta. He played Namor in the recent Black Panther movie. He's been accused of sexual assault, uh, obviously. He calls these false and unsubstantiated allegations. Uh, but, again, if they don't need the character again, I think they're just gonna drop him. No more Namor. Uh, no more Kang the Conqueror. It kind of feels like a who's next kind of situation. But, maybe it is early on the Jonathan Major stuff. Ten Quartza, though, Namor, I just don't see his character being important, and I don't see any reason to keep him in the, in the franchise. Just from a corporate level, I think they're just going to drop the dude. Unless it comes out that these are just wildly false accusations. Um, yeah. I was going to talk about the Nick Merck stuff and Call of Duty nonsense, but... Uh, I don't know. Just seems silly. All of it seems silly. People... Just seems crazy that we live in a world today where people can make kind of lukewarm comments on Twitter and get like brand deals dropped over it. And I feel like back in the old days, it was like, oh, we're making money. Yeah, we're going to hold on to you until like things are dark and grim and it comes out that you're like a truly heinous, villainous individual. But for a guy that really just said something that I think is a generic possibly politicized opinion uh, i don't know seems silly if you're not familiar with the situation uh call of duty modern warfare 2 removed a, an operator bundle which is like a character that you can play as in the game uh it was a nick Merckx, who's a popular streamer he's also one of the founders of i believe phase clan did i write that down I don't know, who cares? He's some guy. He said some shit. People didn't like it. Call of Duty dropped him. Um, he since put out a video where he find they as the California school board asserting parental responsibility to talk to their children about sexuality. Uh, I don't know. It's a pretty lukewarm take, in my opinion. Like, I... Uh, if I'm being honest, yeah. In elementary school, I do think that it's, it's more of the parents' obligation to talk to their children about sexuality. Uh, I think there's, like, sexual health classes. I remember being in, like, fifth grade and taking a health class or being in a health class uh, where you just kind of learn about, like, these are the parts. This is how they work. Here's how you take care of them. Uh, don't pop your pimples. <laughs> they can get infected and cause more pimples. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like that was health class, you know? Um, God, the morality of sexuality. How do you talk about that? I, that's a difficult conversation to have at the best of times. I can't, I can't imagine being a teacher and wanting to talk about that with students. Like, that's... I don't know. That's where I am. That just seems like such an awkward, uncomfortable conversation to have with people. If someone came up to you, though, and asked you, like, hey... 
Mr. Weaver. You hear my dog growling? Look at this. She hates me. She's uh, sick of my politics already. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. If I had a student and they came up to me and was like, Mr. Weaver, I think I might be gay. What do I do? I'd be like, ah, I, I don't know. Have you talked to your parents about it? Are they like accepting of that kind of thing? Uh, do you feel like you're in danger of like people been harassing you because of it? I think you'd find a lot of support in the modern day among the student body for that kind of thing. Um, if there is like danger or harm or something like that, you can absolutely take that to the administration. as far as like morality of it like i just feel like that's a conversation not to be had in school that's like uh a parents if your parents are i don't know westboro baptist type individuals get help <laughs> uh but i mean it's nuanced right and that's where the frustration difficulty comes in because there is so much nuance and there is so much room for interpretation and going this way or that way um in an ideal world people love each other and they support each other and that's kind of my my stance on it um so yeah i don't know that was just a weird thing that happened in the gaming sphere uh finally just to keep this episode short i'm trying to keep it under 30 minutes. Looks like I'm running about 22 minutes now. So, uh, I saw a book. It's called Burn It Down Power, Complicity, and a Call for Change in Hollywood by Maureen Ryan. And I don't know if that's a real name or just a nom de plume. Uh, but Maureen claimed to have a source called Emma who worked in Lucasfilm on expanding IP. Emma was, uh, well, I, the way it was phrased to me here um, in the couple of articles I saw about it was that she was hired to babysit a Derek. It's implied that name has been changed. Um, Emma felt that Derek was a nepotism hire, which, uh, you know, fair. I think Emma's main role was something to do with uh, financials and she just talked about overspending in Lucasfilm expressing concerns about the lack of writer oversight and uh, I'm going to be honest I actually kind of want to read this because I've been wondering how long it would be before one of these like tell all kind of books came out about Lucasfilm because Lucasfilm has been touting a pretty hard social political line and it's not a particularly central or middle of the way kind of line. Um, you gotta figure that anywhere, any business, any corporation, especially in America is probably 50, 50 liberal conservative. Um, 
and Lucasfilm is definitely leaning hard liberal. You got to imagine there's been like a couple disgruntled employees at least leaning on the right side who want to talk about particularly uh, or potentially not great things going on behind closed doors. I think that uh, people who are interested in the like back of house kind of stuff like that, um, I think this would be an interesting book. I'm interested to know what it says, how true any of the information in it is, how much of it can be like corroborated. I also, I don't know, I have a lot of questions after the way that Gina Carano was kind of unceremoniously let go, the history of failed or not even potentially started projects that got announced. Uh, I think there's a a list somewhere of like announced and canceled (laughs) Star Wars projects that was like in the double digits now, somewhere like 12, 13 projects had been announced and then canceled. So what is going on there? You know, I just don't think it's a usual or a normal thing for so many projects to be announced and canceled. I want to know what's going on there. Um, yeah. And then I don't know how much Lucasfilm actually has to do with like the development of the video games and stuff, but like kind of circling back around where we started here, but like star Wars outlaws, it's a game that just feels safe. It's a, another Ubisoft open world game. I have to imagine the current, current gaming climate it's going to open to a bunch of bugs and things and people are going to be upset uh i don't see it having a good release but that's just because i don't see any triple a titles having good releases now i can't think of a single game that has come out and people have been just overwhelmingly happy about this year um disney lucasfilm has left a lot to be desired And if they've got say in how and what games are made, I don't know why they are so dead set on sticking to things that we've seen before. Historically, if you look at the games that have been popular for Star Wars, uh, you look at like the greatest era of Star Wars gaming, uh, 2002-ish to 2007-8-ish, you had the... KOTOR games, you had the first two Battlefronts, uh, you had some pretty good story-driven games, I think that's around the time where those first Force Unleashed games came out, and while I'm not a big fan of those, I know that they were popular, I've got younger cousins that fucking love those games, um, but they all took place I mean, you look at KOTOR, and that's just, like, its own setting almost. And the only, like, callbacks or references it really makes are to the comics that were coming out in the 90s. Uh, Yeah. I just think that they could be doing more. Anyway, uh, no music this episode. Again, it was just me, your boy, Andrew. Um... I just want to, if you listen to these, I just want to thank you for listening. I noticed looking through our statistics that we had about 10 listens from like Berlin 
that was interesting. Um, some listens from Canada, England, a couple other places. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to email the podcast at cryptidworksofficial at gmail.com. Or you can shoot me a tweet over on Twitter. I believe that's just cryptidworksyt. Um, even Tumblr, if you wanted to. The old Tumblr. That one, I believe, is... Let me check real quick. Apologies for my clicking noises here. Um, yeah, just Cryptid Works on Tumblr. C-R-Y-P-T-I-D-W-O-R-K-S, Cryptid Works. That'll be the same on basically everything at this point. Uh, well, that about wraps it up. I appreciate you listening this far if you listen this far. Have a good one.